Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Hi, Todd. How's it going, Dr. Wignall? Good. 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 Yeah. What do you want to talk about today? I think you had a good topic. I think uh, a listener wrote in and and had a, a question. Yeah. So, yeah, this was this was a really good. Well, we got a couple good. Yeah, we've been getting some really good. By the way, if you're listening to this and you're uh, sending comments or anything or giving us feedback um, wherever you're downloading this, we appreciate it. We really do. enjoy that. Um, we also have uh, an Instagram page, and and uh, you can request topics there if you like. Um, we definitely enjoy hearing from you. But we, we have had a string of really good questions recently from exceptionally good questions. Very good. Yeah. So today we are going to talk about. Well, I'll just read the question. With all the great information about mental health online, including this podcast, mm. do we even need traditional therapy anymore? Mm. Nice. There are. I mean, if, if you go into like a, a bookstore, there are shelves and shelves of self-help books and mm-hmm. um, tons of, of good research out there. Yeah. And frankly, I mean, there's a lot of bad self-help, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of really good stuff out there too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and even I think a lot of scientists, therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists, people are writing more stuff. So you got good people writing stuff. So they're I completely agree with this. There is a lot of really good information out there. So that's that's probably why it's a good question. And I think given that we're both uh, therapists ourselves, we've got some skin in the game here. So what do you think? What's your take on this? What's your initial take on this? You know, I a need for therapy. I don't, I don't know if um, framing it that way is interesting. You know, do we need therapy? Does anybody need therapy? And I think we can all maybe benefit from therapy. I don't, I don't know if there's a real need sometimes, but it, I, I think it would depend on what's going on. Um, but my, my biggest observation here is that therapy is an opportunity to have someone unbiased uh, view what's going on for you a little bit um, and having them weigh in with their expertise and behavior and thought and emotion and and there's the the real kind of bang for your buck for therapy i think is that Mm -hmm. there's this unbiased perspective um that uh sometimes is able to illuminate a lot more than you might get on your own yeah um when you're working by yourself sometimes it's hard to see the water you're swimming in sometimes Mm -hmm. yeah i think about that in terms of um feedback you know i I think a lot of what if you go to a self-help section you want to you're going there because you want to learn to do something differently. Mm-hmm, I, I mm-hmm. take as a pretty a basic assumption, right? Sure. And for the most part, though, I think we we underappreciate how important feedback is for learning. There's very few things where you can just like pick up a book, memorize something, and then have it be super useful in your yeah. life. There yeah. are situations like that, but most things that are complicated enough to get you to either into a therapy office or into the self-help section of your local bookstore, to make meaningful progress and change in that area, you're going to need feedback. And it's, so it's really hard if you're just, no matter how good the ideas are, if you're reading, reading a good ideas in a book, thinking about them and then trying them out, that's great. But if you, if you're not getting high quality feedback, it, it can get easy to sort of get lost and get discouraged and sort of not know how to apply that very well. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, 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 there tends to be, um, a, a really easy gap between, 
um, kind of reading over or learning something from a book to the application of mm-hmm. and, and what that looks like in your kind of specific life. Right. Um, where I think maybe therapy supplies a very customized um, approach to your issue um, that may not be available in kind of an off-the-shelf book. That's kind of how I think of one of the really big, unique benefits of therapy specifically is it, to be really straightforward, it it helps you deal with specific obstacles in a way that no general book or program or podcast can do, right? Like we, we can sit here and we can talk about um, all sorts of different, we can talk about anxiety mm-hmm. and what the best ways to deal with anxiety are, but it's necessarily going to be general, yeah. right? We're giving kind of generalized advice. We can use examples and stuff like that, but... You, there, everybody has very unique circumstances in their life. Everything from their genetics to the person they married to you know the culture they live in to make for a very unique blend of challenges. With most of these projects, you would you know seek out help either from a therapist or a self help book mm-hmm. for. Um, so I think yeah, you're right. Kind of customized help is is one of our main. Um, competitive advantages yeah. you could say you know the other the other um point i had in covering this topic was looking at kind of what i do in sessions a lot and, and a lot of what i'm doing um is is kind of running um tests in my head and experiments in my head about hypotheses that i have about how the client's behaving what they're saying is it all making sense what's the philosophy or the motivation mm-hmm. here um and, and a lot of that is kind of a running process. And some sometimes a variable I think is in, in operation isn't as, op, isn't as uh, significant as I think it is later. You know, I'm, I'm revising those theories as I go. What's an example of this? Like, um, If you have someone, let's say, that uh, has a lot of anxiety and panic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important to understand what it is they're avoiding and when they're avoiding it. So some of the variables that they might avoid, they might describe it as I just won't get on the bus. Right. What I might over questioning find out over time is that it's really this physiological reaction before the bus picks them up, mm. you know, they're and their, their breath quickens or shortens and they're having some chest tightening and they're so afraid then of having a panic attack on the buck on the bus. It's more about their physiological reaction than it is about the bus sometimes. Gotcha. And, and so uh, you know, in therapy, you're able to kind of pour over those details and, and tease them out a little bit more. And I don't know how you would do that kind of on your own with a book. I'm, I'm not saying, yeah. I, I think self-help books are great, actually. I think they can really illuminate a lot of um, really common pitfalls for people. I mm-hmm. really do. The nuances of therapy, though, where you're kind of revising and editing um, what variables are at play in what given times and, and, and how much are, are really important. And I, I don't know how you'd do that. Um, yeah, I think book. of this as like shining a light on blind spots. Like we all have blind mm-hmm. spots that you just can't, mm-hmm. like if you have a blind spot in your car, it's, yeah. it's not that you're not a good driver. It's just the, the way your car is structured, there are literally things you just are not going to be able to see. Yeah. Right? So you, you really need to be aware of those. Um, and it's, it's but but that's what good therapy can do, I think, is it can, it can help you... Um, see those a little bit more and, and you can get, you can become aware mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but so much of people's frustrations trying to change things is that they, they're, they're trying to, they're doing all the right things 
but they keep running into obstacles that I think often are the result of those blind spots blind that they spot, just don't yeah. even see. And yeah, so, they're not, it's that water they swim in that they don't yeah. catch, but somebody else might go, hey, wait, did you notice? Right. And I actually tell my clients that a lot. My job is to kind of hold up a mirror and point to the things that you're not paying attention to mm-hmm. and, and maybe that you're not aware of, you know, sometimes. And, right. Um, you know, you use a, a metaphor a lot as kind of personal trainers. We're kind of personal trainers for your mind almost. And that's an, that's an elegant kind of uh, metaphor. And if anybody's worked with a personal trainer or you've gone to a yoga studio and you've gotten into a pose or, or a situation where you think I'm doing this right, mm-hmm. I'm doing this really well, and then have that trainer or that instructor come over and actually move you into position and <laughs> right. you go, I was not Ooh. in position, <laughs> right? That tech, or, or you watch yourself on film do something. Um, I recently had this adventure. Somebody I'm working with was filming me do something and it was humiliating. But <laughs> I also got to see my technique was not what I thought it was. Oh. Right? The things that I thought I was doing, I wasn't doing all that well. And, and actually seeing it on the film made me realize, oh, okay, I, there's some yeah. improvements to be made. But without that kind of feedback, I think that you're talking about with therapy, it's really hard to to adjust your technique. That's a great, that's a great analogy. Like you think it's okay. I can, I can see myself as I'm working out here, but that's a very different version of seeing yourself as literally like seeing yourself from the third person on tape yeah. or having someone else see you from a yeah. very different perspective. I think about it like, um, like when uh, people hear themselves recorded for the first time in a long time, they're like, Oh my God, that mm-hmm. is not what I thought I sounded like. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and so you can, you hear yourself talking all the time, right? But with perspective, it can often be very different. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, there's something in there with, with therapy. The other thing that strikes, and this is kind of a um, straightforward thing, but I hear a lot of people say this flat out is they'll tell me, Oh yeah, I'm in therapy because I need someone to keep me accountable. Like mm-hmm. I know the stuff I need to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe even mm-hmm. I'm, I'm aware of my blind spots. Yeah. But like so many difficult things in life, like sometimes we just need some accountability, like someone to, you know, Oh yeah. someplace we got to check in regularly and, you know, a time when we know we're going to have to talk about something. And so it keeps it kind of front and center on our consciousness. And so yeah. I, I think that's a, a very, um, it's an important part of therapy that is hard to get through a, through a book or a podcast or a, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, and, and, and not to be, um, I don't, I don't want to make this point overly, um, simplified, but as a therapist, I kind of tell my clients, I work for you a lot. You know, I, I, I work for you. So if you feel like you're you're not in need of therapy or you are in need, I'm here, you know, either way. Right. Um, so if you feel like you're doing just fine with self-help and, and things like that and things are functional along in your life, I'd say great. Yeah, go for That's it. That's great. Start but there, for if, sure. If there are blind spots that keep coming up or things that you struggle with over and over, it might be worth getting some insight right. from an outside source to, yeah. to see if you can fix that. Here's another one. Um, acceleration. I think something people don't um, realize is that maybe there is something you could work through on your own and you would get there and the outcome would be just as good, but there's a good chance you could get there a lot faster with a therapist. Yeah. It, just excel- it can accelerate your progress. Yeah, so it's but- not that you couldn't do it, but if speed and time are important to you, like that might be a good reason to do therapy. Yeah, and you might reinvent a few wills on your own too that, that someone could have said, Oh, here, here's how you do this. You know? And yeah. I think, I think that's the important part of going to a therapist is that you are going to someone who's hopefully been trained and is an expert in the, these processes. So they might be able to 
help you out a lot faster. Yeah, we can pick than, out patterns really quickly. And yeah, you're kind of trained sense. to do that. So Right. Yeah. Uh, I have one more. You have another one? Nope, I'm done. Okay. Last one. Um, <laughs> and this is, again, I think one a lot of people wouldn't necessarily think of, but is very common um, from what I hear from my clients is, a lot of people just enjoy therapy. Mm. They just like it. I think most people who have never been in therapy, they, they think of it as like going to the dentist. Right. Like you gotta, you gotta do it and the result <laughs> is good, but God, it sucks. Like it's kind of uncomfortable and it's painful and you're kind of sore afterwards. And, right. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen. Like I, but I think both things can be true. It, therapy can be challenging. It can be hard sometimes. It isn't always. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people really just enjoy therapy despite that. They just like the interaction and they like the that version of working on yourself and getting to know yourself. Yeah, for some people it's a really important almost form of self-care almost, mm-hmm. you know. Am I you know and some people, you know, a lot of disorders are, are episodic, they kind of come and go and a lot of people just feel like they want to maintain a, a pretty steady rate of therapy so that they don't get kind of drugged down by an episode of depression or mm-hmm. whatever that is. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's, it's just a good thing to hear that like, and it's, it's not self, I'm trying not to trying to be self-serving, but some people just like the process of therapy. Like it can just be an enjoyable thing in and of itself. It's um, not necessarily a bad thing. No. Yeah. So something to consider. Yeah. Can you imagine if it was awful? Everybody kind of thought who'd never been to therapy and oh, yeah. what that would be like for us too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if every session was, what they considered a dentist appointment. Ooh, like, oh, yeah. that would not be fun. Yeah, and I think most uh, uh, most of the time therapy is is uh, pretty edifying, I think. Usually by the time you're walking out the door, you, you've you at least got some understanding of something or there's something in your mind. Yeah, with, um, with the caveat, I would say, of you found someone who's a good fit for you. That's true, and that you're working on stuff. Because it can yeah. be miserable if you find someone who's, if you have a therapist who's not a good fit for you. Very if you're true. In a situation that's that just could not be that could be painful. Good chemistry. Um, yeah. So, and we, you know, that's a whole other episode. But yeah, I think with that caveat, that once you, uh, once you get someone you click with. Yeah. Future episode. Future episode. Maybe it's been a past episode. I think it, I think it maybe it has. We <laughs> can revisit it. There are probably a lot of things where we've <laughs> actually done this. <laughs> Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.